Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Let us continue learning Mishnayas Arla, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Vav, and Mishnah Zion. And this Mishnah is foreshadowing for the other Perakim, other chapters in Mishnayas Arla, which are going to deal a lot with nullification. Perhaps bringing back wonderful memories, or maybe not so wonderful memories of the complications of nullification of Bittol in Mishnayas Truma. Tia, excuse me. Tia Sha'arlov Shalklaya Karim. If you have a growth of Arla or Klayim, the forbidden mixture, there's Arv Metios, and they get mixed up. You're not sure which one was the Arla, which one was Klaikarim, with just regular permitted young other saplings, other trees. Harizel Yilka, you shouldn't you should not harvest them. Why? Because you don't know which one you're you're picking. Are you picking from the permitted one or from the prohibited one? But if you go ahead and do so, it's nullified only one in two hundreds. Wow. Why is that? Because Arla and Klai Kalim are double the Isser of Truma, of what, which is one in one hundred. However, but this that it's nullified is only if you didn't intend for it to be nullified. And this comes back to an age-old principle which has come up multiple times over this learning of Seder Zrayim of We don't intentionally nullify an Isser. Comes along of Yossi and says, No, Yossi Omar, Avis Gavin, look over Yalachim. Even one who intentionally tries to nullify our law or Klai Karim, it does in fact nullify it. How can he say so? What happens to this Gezerah Durabanon, where we do not intentionally allow one to nullify an item? Now, you may recall, by the way, this is in parentheses, that there are those who think it's actually Daraisa, but clearly Rav Yossi is going to think this is talking about a case of Durabanon, as you, you shall see in a minute. How come Rav Yossi thinks it is nullified? And the answer is as follows. That part of the many rules of how uh, that govern how Chazal make up their own rules, or not make up, or 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 cre- create rules, or gzeros, takanas, siyags, etc. There are many rules, and one of them is they can't make they don't make gzeros on things that are not common. It says Rav Yossi, it's so uncommon to have these sort of forbidden fruits of Arlen Klayakaram to get mixed up, etc. So therefore, they never extended the gezer of Eimavat and Isla Chachila. One is not allowed to intentionally nullify something um, to Klayim or to um, Klai, saplings of Klayim and to Arla as well. Now, back to, back to Mishnah Zion. We're going to pause on the Bittal, on the nullification. We'll get back to it. Do not worry. The Mishnah told us that not only does it have to be a fruit tree, but it's only the fruit itself that is prohibited when it comes to Arla. Well, how do we define fruit? There are multiple things on the tree. There are multiple things that a tree produces. So says our Mishnah, the leaves, the shoots, the water of the vines, and the buds are permitted in the case of Arla. Ube Revai, and we eat without restriction in the fourth year of Revai. Ube Nazir, although a Nazir is not allowed to have wine or any sort of wine derivative or, or Concord products, great products. However, in this case, the shoots, the leaves, and the vines, the buds, says the Tainakama, that's not at all considered a fruit, and even the Nazir is allowed to eat it from the grapevine. However, in the case of Nasher, a tree that was bowed down to, that was uh, one is prohibited to have any sort of benefit from, and therefore even the shoots, the leaves, the vines, uh, the water, the vines, and the buds are prohibited. Rav Yoshi dif- dif- uh, disagrees and has a different opinion than Tanakama. So the bud is considered a, a pre, it is considered a fruit, and, it's, it is, and it therefore it's pro- prohibited and forbidden when, in the case of Arla, Vayi, and Nazir. Relazer Omer comes along with Elazer. Hamaabim is Saraf Arla Osir. If one uses sap in order to curdle their milk to create cheese, then it is all prohibited, i.e., 
what he's trying to say is the fact that you use the sap means sap is edible and therefore it's subject to Arla. Amr Bishua, what are you talking about? Shemat Bifeirish, I heard explicitly. If one curdles milk with the sap of the leaves of the arl tree or the sap of the trunk, it is permitted because it is not considered a fruit. But if one curdles with the sap of unripe fruits, that one uses that as the uh, the uh, agent in which one you need some sort of acidic agent in order to create this cheese. If one does so with the sap of the unripe fruits, then it is prohibited because they are considered fruit even though they're not ripe yet. I wish you all a wonderful day.